0: Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, the word of God that we will look at here in, in my message this morning, uh, we're looking back at the first lesson from Acts chapter 8. We already heard that, but I'd like to just read verse 35 for you at this time. Then Philip began to speak. Starting with that very passage of Scripture, he told him the good news. About Jesus. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, um, many years ago I served for two years at a high school, a Lutheran high school, and part of the faculty, I had a colleague who was a very uh understanding and a wise and a thoughtful man. Sometimes in a faculty meeting there were important issues to deal with and strong opinions and maybe students to handle and things, and oftentimes when things would get a little hot. He didn't always speak early, but he would ask for the word, and he would say, why? Why do we want to do this, or why do you think that? And he had a way of just helping us settle down and think about things, because that question, why, it's a good question, right? Children learn a lot of things just by asking the question, why? And scientists have made discoveries just by asking that question, why? It's a great question. But sometimes there isn't an answer to the question, why, is there? The whole book of Job, right, is an example. But, I mean, think about uh, maybe some other real-life example. A tornado comes through a town in Oklahoma, or wildfire spread in California. One home is completely destroyed... And the other next to it is left standing without any damage. Why? Why this one? And why not that one? Sometimes there's no answer to that question. There is a question. maybe you've heard it. maybe it's a kind of a spiritual question, a religious question, a theological question. Why some and not others? Right? Why are some saved? And why are others not saved? Why are people saved? You guys know, the Bible is clear. Because of God's grace, right? And through Jesus, through faith in Jesus, but by God's grace. Why will some people perish? The Bible also says because of their own sin, but more importantly, because of a lack of faith. Where there's not faith in Jesus, there cannot be eternal life. And God in the Bible just kind of puts these two truths, answers to this question, why, he puts them both there in the Bible and really doesn't try to force them to make sense to our way of thinking, right? Just why are some saved? If someone is saved, glory to God. If someone perishes, it's not... God's fault, or because God chose that, it's really one's own fault. The answer is not necessarily logical, but it's biblical, those two answers. But why? Why? Why this man, or that man, that foreigner, that African man, right? Why did God bring him into the fold? Why did God give him faith? Why did God connect him to to Jesus, give him salvation, and make him one of God's people? The answer is clearly, purely grace. But The question I want to ask you and I want to think about here as we go back and think about that lesson of Philip with the Ethiopian eunuch? Not so much why, but how? How did God save that that Ethiopian eunuch? The book of Acts, uh, from which this section uh, that I've read already and that we're looking at, the book of Acts is really a continuation of the story about Jesus after his ascension. It's really the story about Jesus' church. And in a couple of weeks, we're going to celebrate that familiar story of how it all began, we might say, on Pentecost Sunday, where the Holy Spirit was poured out. And you remember the final result. 3,000 people came to faith on that one day. But then every so often in the book of Acts, God has written, and the church was growing, and the word was spreading, and the number of those being saved was always growing. God was adding to his church. Philip, who we're going to think about again, who we heard in that lesson, he was one of those, um, elders or deacons that were chosen in Acts chapter six to sort of help out now that the word was spreading and there was work to be done. And he had gone up to Samaria to begin to preach. Just according to the plan that Jesus had told his disciples, remember, you're going to be witnesses in Jerusalem and then in Judea and then Samaria and then to the ends of the earth. Philip was having great success up there in Samaria. People were listening. People were believing. So much so that other disciples went up to help with all the work. And then suddenly God came to Philip and said, no, leave this and go. On a deserted road, road that leads, leads to the south from Jerusalem towards Gaza. It's a deserted area. Why? Because there's this one man. And God is like saying, take notice. And we know how the story, something is about to be happening here. Okay. This one guy is not one of God's people. He's a VIP. First of all, he's an official in the government of Candace. Candace was the term for the queen of Ethiopia. And uh so this, he was uh like the secretary or the head of the treasury department in that government there. Country somewhere between, not exactly Ethiopia today, right, but between Egypt and Sudan, somewhere in there. Now back in the day, it was very common for eunuchs, people that were castrated, to be trusted in positions of great authority and responsibility. It was thought that they would be have less distractions, they would have maybe less temptations, and especially as far as serving under a queen. And so here we have this Ethiopian eunuch, VIP. He's also a VRP, we could call him, a very religious person. In fact, he was coming back from Jerusalem where he had gone to worship in the temple. Okay, This is a good reminder that God always wanted to save, wanted all people to be saved, including Gentiles, right? In fact, there was a reason that he put his people in the chosen, in the promised land, right in the middle of the known world there, and why he had his temple built right in the middle, because he always wanted his people, as they rubbed elbows with, and his and that country, as they rubbed elbows with all the people, he wanted to attract others to the true God, to himself, Okay? And as he blessed them, he was hoping to bring them to himself. We wish we knew more about this Ethiopian eunuch, right? We know that he came to hear somehow about the true God, and he wanted to worship in Jerusalem. But maybe like many Jews, he still didn't know the whole story, the story about Jesus, okay? And that's why the Holy Spirit sent Philip to be with him, to be alone with him, to tell him about Jesus. Okay? So even though this Ethiopian VIP and VRP and we could say VLP, this very lost person without Jesus, even though he was reading in the Bible and he didn't understand what he was reading, When Philip came up alongside the chariot, he knew, he knew his Bible and he knew the words that he was hearing from the prophet Isaiah. You know the prophet Isaiah, sometimes he's called the fifth evangelist, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but the Old Testament evangelist Isaiah because of the way that he describes Jesus, his person, his work, sometimes in such great detail. And it's amazing considering that it was 700 years before Jesus even lived. Philip, recognized that this was a golden opportunity and this was why God had him go out down along that deserted road there. And so he said to the eunuch, remember, do you understand what you're reading? The you Ethiopian answered honestly, personally. How can I understand if I don't have anybody to explain it? I need someone to help me. Please, I pray you. Was the Prophet himself speaking about himself or was he speaking about someone else who was who suffered injustice and whose life was taken away from him? And you guys understand, right, what what that passage was referring to and who it was referring to. Let me let me uh before we go on, don't get the wrong impression here. Um is the Bible Difficult to decipher is it impossible to understand uh is is it a big mystery? No, the Bible is clear. It's true. there are some parts that are different than others, and there' but if we have a little difficulty with the Bible, the problem is never with God or what he said. it's maybe culture, it's maybe language, maybe a lot of things right The message though is clear maybe from where he was starting from, right. This Ethiopian had heard about Jesus, but he didn't get the story about Jesus. And so Philip, starting with that portion of the Bible, perfect place to start, told him about Jesus, about who he was, the Son of God, and how he became human, and how he lived a holy life, and how his life was taken from him, not as a tragedy, so much as it was God's plan to pay for the sins of the world and how he then rose from the dead to guarantee that payment was made and that Philip talked about heaven and hell and salvation and eternal life. He talked about Jesus, who's the heart and the core of the Bible. He's talked about Jesus, who's the key to understanding the Bible. He talked about Jesus, who is divine, to whom we are connected and in whom there is life. How long did this class go on? We wish we knew more. We wish we knew how long that was. But Philip apparently had plenty of opportunity to talk to him and and teach him. Because suddenly they were alongside. They saw a body of water. And the Ethiopian said, What's to prevent me from being baptized? And so they stopped the chariot. Ethiopian asked to be baptized. We don't know how much water what was there what was applied or how much of his body you know was touched by water it doesn't matter philip carried out just what jesus had said go and make disciples baptizing them and teaching them and this one man this ethiopian eunuch vip vrp very religious person and a vlp very lost person Came to faith in Jesus. Through knowing and believing in Jesus, this man who had no family now had a family of believers he was part of. Maybe had no home, or but now he had a home in heaven. And suddenly, just that quickly, Philip was gone. The Holy Spirit had taken him away, and this says uh, the Ethiopian went on his way rejoicing, <laughs> all the way home, all the way to where he lived to his country, back to the people that were like him. Some VIPs, maybe others not so VIPs. Some VRPs, religious, others not so religious. But all of them VLPs. And with that rejoicing in his heart, by knowing Jesus, whom he met on the road there, I think he told others, don't you, (laughs) about the message about Jesus kind of reminds me of the the way God worked here, the way Jesus described the shepherd who would leave the 99 sheep and searching for the one lost sheep. And we know why, right? That's God's greatest desire, that all people be saved. But again, I want to think a little bit about how. How was this... Ethiopian eunuch saved. One human being reaching out and connecting with another human being. One believer speaking with one non-believer or not yet believer. Philip speaking to the eunuch. And then the eunuch, imagine, speaking to others. That's why we Christians, we don't just publish Bibles and hand them out for free, right? Although that's a good idea. We don't just put up billboards and hand out tracts. Not a bad idea either. But as we do all that, we also try to speak. We try to connect with people. We try to ask people questions. Find out what kind of VIP or VRP or VLP they might be because we know that's how, that's how God works. Through people. How did God save this Ethiopian eunuch? Through the Word. Through the Bible, right? People can learn a lot of things about God by looking at nature, right? Even the Bible admits that. And people know in their hearts, through their conscience, that God must be holy and that somehow we've offended Him. Okay? Some might be curious because of those things. Some might want to know more. Some might long to know more. Some might seek to know more. But others maybe don't care one bit about the church or Jesus or other believers. But whatever all the, that might, the circumstances might be, God reaches people through the word, right? Through his message about Jesus, the good news. That's how God works. And how? Another point through the Holy Spirit. Maybe there was a person like Philip speaking God's Word. Okay, So there's a human person, there's the Word, but overall it was the Holy Spirit that was working. Not a coincidence, just the work of this all-knowing, all-powerful, but all-loving God who wants all people to be saved, who has done it all for all people. God works that way. Through people, using the word and through his Holy Spirit working with all of that. And you, all of you, know what Philip knew. And you know what the Ethiopian eunuch learned that day. The story about Jesus, the message about Jesus, uh, what he has done for you and what that means for you now and for all eternity. God has used people in your lives bring you here, bring you to faith, to help you in your faith as you go, as you work forward. God has used his word in that way. It's not a coincidence. And God will continue to use his believers in this same way. Yeah, we may never find ourselves along a deserted road talking to an Ethiopian, uh, you know, uh asking questions. And that may never be our circumstance. We may never have anyone come up to us and ask us, I pray you, please, would you tell me about Jesus? Maybe not. Maybe. Okay. But God has placed you and me in the right place and in the right time. You very well right now, maybe more than you realize, are connected with somebody or some other people. Religious not religious. Important, not very important. But lost. And you have that Word. And you have your words. And you know why God has given all of this to us. And you know how it works. Okay? God uses human beings like us. He has given us His Word and baptism. And the Holy Spirit will use that. We we do know why it's so important. We do know how, okay? God has placed us at just the right time and at the right place. People are dying for the good news. And so, with our prayers, with our offerings, with our support of missions, and yes, even with our own words, our own words, Let's give them the good news. Let's give them heaven. Let's give them Jesus. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which goes beyond all understanding, may it keep your hearts and your minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.